Coming up on today's episode, we discuss Flaming Hot Cheetos Mac and Cheese, that's one topic, Rando Nautica, Blockbuster Sleepovers, and Starbucks Fresh Brew Ground Coffee Cans. All that and more on For or Against. Just old friends on the podcast who build a defense on ridiculous topics are you for or against? Discussing random issues, man, this show is immense. So tune in and choose a side that you sit on the fence. Man, we debate a lot. Issues, boy, where do we start? Adults who drink milk and self-driving cars. You're listening now to For or Against. So turn the volume up. This is For or Against. Hello and welcome to For or Against, a podcast for new friends produced by old friends. I'm your host, Mike McFadden. Joining me today are Robbie Silver, Mike Winand, and Pat Lothian. Hello, friends. Season, Season two. two. Oh, you yeah. <laughs> I said it. You said it. <laughs> Did you guys text each other, but not me? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't on it either. <laughs> so no Mike's club. <laughs> okay. Well, that was fun, guys. Thanks a lot. Uh, <laughs> As they said, this is season two, so uh, here we go. Um, what I'd like to do before we start our for or againsting is give a brief little update. It's been two weeks since we last talked. Let's keep this quick. Robbie, what's going on in your life? What's new? I was scrolling through Twitter yesterday and found that the year of 2020 somehow is getting even worse. <laughs> the amazing Canadian band Nickelback has teased that they are probably releasing new music this Friday, or maybe by the time the podcast airs, your ears will have already been infected. But thank you, Nickelback. <laughs> what number of the signs of the apocalypse are we on now? Six? Six yeah, billion. <laughs> and this, yeah, the sun turned black and the moon rose red and the dead rose with nickels on their back. I think I remember that from Sunday school. Yeah. I don't. Okay, Pat, what's I, going on? Well, first off, my sister-in-law's father loves Nickelback. <laughs> so there's yeah. that. So, so your sister-in-law's father isn't colleges. that your father-in-law? No, because it's my brother's brother. Wife. Okay, <laughs> so no, no one to you. <laughs> <laughs> I like Thank that. goodness, because that person likes Nickelback. <laughs> now hold on, I have to dive a little bit deeper here. Is he like a like he heard a Nickelback song? He's like, oh, I like that song. Or he, does he have like no, a he, concert T-shirt? <laughs> very much enjoys Nickelback. I don't know if he has a concert T-shirt, but he really likes them. And another one that always gets made fun of that's similar to Nickelback. Creed. Creed. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, my Thanks update. for sharing. <laughs> We're good friends. <laughs> um, so I moved my office upstairs and had zero internet. So that was fun. And then I got an ex- range extender and took half an hour to get it to work. And then it just stopped working and didn't turn on anymore. So if you, any of you guys have any of those... Um, groupings of wireless network things that like google does no i just have good internet (laughs) (laughs) well there's now like a network so you get like three different units and you could put them around your house and now i have the best internet i've ever had and i am loving it i was actually going to compliment you your internet is really on point your video is crisp (laughs) your audio is better than this i'm not kidding it actually is really good are you doing something special with your lighting tonight (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i don't know it's yellow and you guys are all blue i'm not sure why yeah okay mike what's going on with you um my i haven't had a haircut since february my hair keeps getting in my eyes um so i'm a headband guy now my hair is still too uh too short to do a ponytail so i've been putting on these headbands and i think i'm pulling it off you look good do you think you're going to keep growing this into 2021 is there a specific plan 
Uh, Are you going for a ponytail? I think I want to see. I, I need to see at this point. It's been so yeah. many awkward phases so that I've gotten through. I've come yeah. so far. I can't stop now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your hair is better than mine, but I feel the same way. I also haven't cut my hair since February. And I'm just like, let's just see where it goes. I'm, I'm committed at this point. Let's let it roll. Where uh, does a man buy a headband? Uh, an online bookstore. <laughs> Amazon. Oh, Amazon okay. books and more. Uh, got it. Very good. All right. Well, uh, my quick update is that uh, today Jack decided that he wanted to walk. And hey, so he, hey. he like That's didn't awesome. take, he didn't walk for like 16 months. And then he's like, okay, now I can walk. And so now he's like running all over the place. Like literally <laughs> it's like a, a light switch flipped and he's just like, okay, now I can take like 10 to 20 steps at a time. That's yeah. pretty it's amazing. I'm fun with that. He did have an, <laughs> he did have an intermediary phase when he would walk on his feet, but then use his head as like the support mechanism. <laughs> like so, he was like bent over in a pike position, but standing and just like walking. <laughs> glad he's figured that out. All right, that was our weekly update section. <laughs> Some sort of strength. Maybe next strength. <laughs> All right, For or Against is brought to you by Bye Bye Liver, the party card game, based on the long-running hit play of the same name, Bye Bye Liver. The card game is a mix of classic party games like Would You Rather, Never Have I Ever, and Most Likely Two, as well as some new games straight from the Bye Bye Liver writer's room. Both the original game and the expansion pack, The Deck Too Far, are available at buybyliver.com. Use promo code FOA at checkout to save 20% on your purchase. As part of this sponsorship, we've been asked to play one round of Would You Rather from the game. This week, Michael Winan is going to lead us off. Michael, are you ready? I'm so ready. Are you guys ready? Yes. Ready. Would you rather have everything you eat taste like sand or have your underwear always full of sand? I'll start with Mike McFadden. I would go with the underwear full of sand. I think I could build up a callus over time and <laughs> notice this. Enough tiger balm. Patrick? <laughs> I don't understand the question because I enjoy that sandy undercarriage feeling. That's so. Between you and your wife. There you go. <laughs> How about you, Rob? It's a no-brainer. Give me sand in the pants all day long. Uh, I want to taste some flavor. And whatever I have to deal with down below, I just have to deal with. <laughs> Michael, uh, what about you? No, everything tastes like sand would be a hell of a diet. Uh, but I think... You'd probably get ripped. <laughs> you probably yeah. would, or emaciated, one of the two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, the writers left out that they make no mention. They say that your underwear is always full of sand. They make no mention of uh, going commando. So... I'm just going to have to uh, enlist in the commandos for the rest of my life. That's fine. Uh, the yeah, but then your underwear drawer is just full of sand all the time, and it's falling into your lower drawers. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, thank you. Bye Bye Liver. Check them out at buybyliver.com. Now it's time to play for or against. One of us will present a topic. We will analyze that topic, and then we will each decide if we are for or against that topic. And uh, today I'm going to start off, um, this is season two, this is episode one, and something that came across, I think it was my Facebook feed, um, I believe it was actually my uh, wife's cousin, Michael Jant, he uh, posted that you know 2020 has gotten even weirder because now um, 
Flamin' Hot Cheetos and Macaroni and Cheese Craft, they have come together to create Flaming Hot Cheetos flavored macaroni and cheese. And so I want to ask you, one, are you for this new, um, uh, I guess, crossover, you might call it? But then also, I've seen that prior to this being released as like a commercial product that you can purchase at a grocery store, I've seen pictures of people that just like made this as like a casserole recipe. And like this wasn't, this was a thing that people were doing DIY way before. So do you think it was a response to people doing that? I don't know. Let's, uh, Patrick, since Wait. you're starting this off here, let's, let's I'm just confused. Really quick, just kind of get yes. clarity. Were people like crumbling flaming Hot Cheetos on top of their mac and cheese? Yeah. So, so the, the, the product is like the cheese dust that comes in a rac- macaroni and cheese but it tastes like flaming hot Cheetos. That's like the, that's the crossover. But then the DIY version is like bake a casserole dish of macaroni and cheese. And then you do like a flaming hot Cheetos crumble on top. <laughs> and if you've, you know, grew up in the Midwest at some point, you probably had a casserole with cornflakes on the top to get that crunch, that <laughs> zest. Uh, maybe Robbie did it, but, texture. <laughs> but I know I did. And, um, so, so, so that's the DIY version. So they're definitely two different things. One is like you've got a powder amalgam of Cheeto-y macaroni dust. And then the other one is like the, the sprinkled on top. So Patrick, what do you think? Are we allowed to mention the bold and cheesy and cheesy jalapeno varieties <laughs> or just Flaming Hot? You can take it wherever you want. If you want to go down, uh, you know, the, the full skew list of the <laughs> crossover mac and cheese, by all means. But I'm, I'm mostly concerned about the Flamin' Hot Cheetos version. Okay. Well, first off, I hate Flamin' Hot Cheetos. So this Not is a good start. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I love Cheetos. Cheetos are like one of my favorite snacks, but I hate the Flamin' Hot ones. And I don't think they've figured out their Flamin' Hot formula because my niece loves Flaming Hot Cheetos and I went to get her some and because I'm an idiot, I got her Flaming Hot Popcorn. And she loves the Cheetos, the popcorn tastes like balls. So (laughs) clearly they don't have the system down to introduce the Flaming Hot to other items of food. And I've never thought, I wish my mac and cheese was spicy. So I'm a big no on this one. You've never put like sriracha in your mac and cheese or something? Like a hot sauce? I mean, I think because of my medical condition of acid being the whitest man in the world, (laughs) that as well, (laughs) I uh, that has not been tempting to me. Okay, very good, Michael. What do you think about flaming hot Cheetos mac and cheese? Uh, I think the only my my most vivid memory of flaming hot Cheetos is uh, is waiting for my mom to pick me up from Springman Junior High, uh, and that being one of the only items in the uh, in the vending machine. Um, so if I want to have that, that nostalgia for times even worse than 2020, uh, maybe I'll, I'll pick these up, but, uh, no, they're not for me. Although, listen, if I'm going to be having to make my lunch every day, working from home until a vaccine is found, we should, these brands should get together and start coming up with some combos. So in essence, I am support, I support it, but, uh, I'm an ally. I'm, I'm, I'm not a participant on this one. <laughs> Maybe some like Cool Ranch Doritos Wacky Max. <laughs> See, now we're talking. Now, what about the DIY version? Does, does that change your opinion in any way, shape, or form? 
No, no, I, I feel bad for uh, for somebody whose grandmother's recipe has been passed down and passed down and passed down, only to be stolen from uh, from Big Craft. But uh, <laughs> uh, it, uh, either way, I'm gonna I'm gonna gracefully pass. I feel like if my grandma had put flaming hot Cheetos on my macaroni and cheese, that would have been the sign that it's time to go to the home. <laughs> <laughs> but Kraft ran with it. Robbie, what do you think? Okay, well. I feel like flaming hot mac and cheese is probably geared towards a young demographic, right? Probably, <laughs> probably, probably. I thought it was like a... the fifty, sixty somethings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely I'm... a boomer, boomer crowd. <laughs> yeah, okay, boomer. I'm guessing it's probably teenage boys, if anything, specifically. And I can tell you from experience, young men. Uh, Flaming hot anything is not really a way to impress the the ladies. When I was in high school, it's funny, Mike, that you mentioned vending machine foods. When I was in high school, apparently I really liked Andy Cap's hot fries. Do you guys remember those? They're very sure. similar to flaming hot Cheetos, but in vending machine fry form. Totally disgustingly terrible for you. Probably a hundred percent sodium and fat. But That's I why you're so short. <laughs> I like these things. And uh, apparently, McFadden, you'll appreciate this. McFadden, you, okay. used, to, you used to date a girl um, who went to our high school. And this girl apparently told Lexi, or maybe one of our friends, that, oh, I, I could have gone out with Robbie, except he ate those hot fries all the time, and it really turned me off. <laughs> so... McFadden, your ex-girlfriend is probably the reason why I'm against flaming hot mac and cheese because that memory has seared my brain. She didn't like me because of the hot fries. She's not going to like you because of flaming hot mac and cheese. I'm against. Lasting impression. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thank you for that. Um, I uh, am against for not the same reasons as everybody else, but. To me, the color was very off-putting. It looked like somebody dropped a red marker like in the pot, and then that's what ended up. So I, I, I'm against it for, for, uh, for that reason. The that's color the sign for the home. home. It's when markers go in the pot. <laughs> when mark, yeah, markers <laughs> in, the, in the food. Time to go. All right, uh, let's move along now. Uh, Michael, why don't you take this away? Because I have a feeling this is going to require some explanation. <laughs> so why don't you just take it away? Uh, 2020 has no song of the summer, but it does have an app of the summer. The app of the summer is Randonautica. There's been write-ups in the New York Times. There's been write-up in the Atlantic. It's been downloaded 6 million times in two months. Randonautica has throws around a lot of words. It's a very fancy name, but essentially all it is is a random number generator that that random number is then put into a longitude and latitude uh, of a place with, that's within walking distance of your location. The twist here is, is that they, the, the makers of Randonautica uh, are, say that this random number generator is a quantum random number generator. And their theory is, is that if you focus on an intention, something that you want to happen in your journey from here to the point that it chooses, that you can actually change the numbers by putting that message out into the ether. Um, lots of kids like to do this. Um, it's all over TikTok, 
people have found things like um, lost love letters, um, lost uh, wedding rings, uh, a bag full of pictures of moldy bread, uh, a bookshelf in the middle of the desert, and... You, you had me at moldy bread. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, a suitcase full of body parts uh, in Seattle last month, uh, which uh, is, is not uh, super cool. But people are, are starting to believe this, and there's a community of randonauts who like what to do follow you th- them. What do you think their intention was when they found their human bodies in a suitcase i can only only guess rob what do you what do you make of it from my explanation and what you read about it well yeah so i started looking it up and i was actually at the beginning i was kind of intrigued because here's this app that gives you a random location somewhere in your area and lets you go explore that first part of it sounded pretty cool to me i was like hey it's a good way to get people out walking around the world exploring and and if you approach it with an open mind, then, you know, maybe you end up in a field or by a, a pond nearby. And just, you know, you, maybe you just are a little bit more introspective and appreciate your community around you. That part of it sounded awesome. And then I kept reading and got more and more confused. <laughs> and I'm not sure why they had to take something so pure and good and taint it with this pseudoscience and... Um, I don't, I don't even know what to call it. It just seems like it's, it's, it's taking it in a weird direction. It, I actually want to get into the uh, FAQ section of the app's website because the questions on the frequently asked questions section is what was more, most eye-opening to me. So one of the questions was, does this app go against my religion? Um, I'm scared to use the app. Will anything bad happen? Um, is this app trying to break out of the matrix? <laughs> and so I'm just confused. What is this app? Are we just going on like a little fun treasure hunt or are we Keanu Reeves trying to take the red pill out of the blue pill? I don't get it. So I wanted to be for, but given the twists and turns, I'm against Randonautica. Close, take the blue pill. Gotcha. <laughs> How about you, Patrick? I feel like this is the kind of thing that shows you how you can't try to be viral. Because for this to be like the big app of the season, there's no way that they're like, oh, this is going to be it. This is the one. I I was just so confused and I watched some people do it. I'm sure there's like thousands of videos on YouTube of people doing this. And I was very confused before your kind of introduction to it, like what the purpose was. And the guy was like, okay, well, what do we want to find? And he like picked treasure. And then uh, there's like all these random like choices and stuff that was really weird. But the first spot, like he was going to go to two locations. And the first one was on Silver Road. And he's like, what are the chances that this road is called Silver? Clearly that's connected to the treasure. And then they got sent to another road and they walked all around, didn't find anything. But then they saw a sign like across the street that was... um, like a financial person that like financial planning. They're like, Oh my gosh, it worked. And then the girl was like, well, I was thinking, what do I want to do with my life? Do I want to be a lawyer? And there's a law office over there. And it just seems like, <laughs> like the like crappy psychics that like, Oh, it's, I I'm, I'm sensing like a J, a J. Oh, Jerry. Are you talking <laughs> about Jerry? Like, it's just that kind of thing. So I, I don't like it. It's, it's uh, Gary Garcia. 
Uh, people who are joining us in season two aren't going to understand that joke. <laughs> Go back to season one. It'll make more sense there. All right, Mike, what are your thoughts? So, um, like Pat, I looked at this and was like, oh, wait, I need to spend some time because I, I don't understand it at first glance. I spent that time and like Pat, I'm like, I still don't get it. <laughs> I, one thing that they do have in their favor is a really cool graphic. It's mesmerizing to look at. It sort of looks like, um, like a, if you ever saw the movie Flubber, if Flubber were to marry static on television, that's what this graphic would look like. It's just sort of like moving in and out. Um, but I think that that's all this app has going for it is this one <laughs> GIF. <laughs> um, I mean, it's like anyone who's like thinks that this actually works is just an idiot because it's like <laughs> set in it. Setting in intentions, like, well, what is an intention? It's something that I want to happen. And then go to somewhere random and try to see if that thing happens. And so it's just like, this is like the dumbest version of a horoscope because it doesn't even try to like lay out in English the thing that you're supposed to feel. It's like, hey, make a prediction that's general and vague and then go and see if you can make something fit into that general vague prediction that you made. So I'm totally against this. Um, I have to believe that if this is all over YouTube and TikTok and Instagram, that they're paying influencers under the table. And that's the only reason that this is, you know, gaining speed, which leads me uh, to think that maybe we need to start paying influencers on TikTok <laughs> to our show. True. So it works. Maybe they're onto something. Um, I think it's stupid. I think uh, it's worth taking a step back and, and saying, okay, what is this app doing when you're on a walk? And I really, I think it's more of an exercise of mindfulness. Uh, Rob, I know you and I have made, had many conversations about the importance of mindfulness in your life. Yeah, big fan, big fan. I walk my dog uh, every day. I don't think much about it. I don't know if I walk anywhere without, you know, uh, headphones in and I'm not um, being aware of of what's around, and I think the Randonautica um, shell of the quantum computer that gives random numbers that you can then use your essence to to edit is 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 just a facade for being more aware of of what's going on in your life, and I think that's an important thing for us and something that we should all strive to do well, is, is be then why don't they just say but, that because i i agree with that <laughs> yeah they, you don't have to dress it up in this like pseudo science there's nothing quantum computing about this so like quantum <laughs> computing is is when computers use quantum bits or qubits which can exist as both ones and zeros simultaneously there's nothing about this this is just a random it's a random uh, number generator. Number generator. It's like, that's not, ran that's not quantum computing. Just thinking about it, that's not quantum computing. That's just dumb people looking at random numbers. That's all it is. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> well, I think, uh, yeah, to, to the point, I think that, that if you were to take that part out of it, there'd be a lot of value in it and something I would consider doing. But those kids found a suitcase full of body parts, and that's bad hoodoo, and I don't want that in my life. I am also against. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I All have right. a similar thought because I like kind of like what Robbie was saying. I like the idea of it's kind of like the Pokemon thing when it first came out. Like it got people out and like going to different locations. And I thought that was good. And the mindfulness thing, that's kind of cool. But that is not what, what anybody is good for. By the way, do you remember how when people played Pokemon Go, it like led people off cliffs 
and they just like followed it blindly. Same thing here. Like, like in user the, error. Did that yeah, and, actually happen? <laughs> yeah, people went where like they just blindly followed it. Like Michael Scott in the office where he just drives <laughs> his car into a lake because the app tells him to turn right. It's the same thing on, on the Randonautica, again, the FAQ section. It says, this app gives me a point in the middle of the water. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> well, drown. Go in the water. <laughs> yeah, if you need to ask that question, then per, you know, proceed at your own risk. So you guys want to download Randonautica? And <laughs> get oh, we that. should do a bonus episode where we're all doing it simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> My intention is going to be to delete the app. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, let's go on to Robbie. Robbie, what do you have for us? Uh, well, growing up in high school, we were all movie lovers. Um, do you guys remember Blockbuster? I remember the yes. familiar. Yeah. Another great institution that millennials killed. Yeah, exactly. Well, there is actually, Mike, there, if you know this or not, there's one Blockbuster left in the world. It still does exist. It's in Bend, Oregon. Uh, and that is the full corporation right there. One single rental location left. Um, but they've just offered something. They partnered with Airbnb, and that specific Blockbuster location is pimping out their, uh, their location for people to sleep over there for a few nights uh, in the next month. It's like a <clears> 90s-themed <throat> sleepover, right? 90s-themed sleepover. They, you, know, you can watch Blockbuster movies. They have it decked out in funky 90s colors. They have a pull-out couch that you can sleep on. And you're sleeping in the video store, and uh, they're offering it for four dollars a night. Seems like a steal. That's how much uh, they used to be at Blockbuster. Yeah, and so right. I want right. to know if you had the opportunity to sleep a night in Blockbuster, would you do that? Are you for or against? And I'd like to start with Patrick, just because I think in my childhood, most of my fondest movie renting memories are with him. So, Patrick, what are your thoughts on sleeping? We were over also in all there. Yeah. Fuck you, Robbie. <laughs> Excuse me. It's Pat's I know what time. you mean. <laughs> um, I mean, I would stay anywhere for four dollars. So there's that. If I can get out of my house, Christ. <laughs> I should also. There, there's a caveat. They're only offering this to residents of the town. I think it's probably like a promotional thing for for their town. Mm. So if unless you live in Bend, Oregon, you're probably not going to be able to stay there. Well, that's a downer. That's a negative. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Um, yeah, I like the idea of being able to go and like watching all the movies for four dollars. That's pretty cool. Do you know if they have any video games set up? I think you just watch VHS tapes all night. I think that's yeah. all you do. Well, that's still pretty cool. For some reason, <laughs> when I saw the bed, I'm like, oh, I don't want to go to sleep in this bed. All these other people are. But then I realized that is what Airbnb is. <laughs> is, and, and every hotel yeah i don't i don't like that <laughs> uh overall i'm i'm super for this i think it looks fun i would definitely do that i think i'd get like creeped out in the middle of the night because of all that dark aisles but other than that i'm good okay so you're for it's four. for you it's about the nostalgia is that right um no it's about the four dollars <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, McFadden, since you were upset, you did watch the, a lot of rental films with us too. What do you think? Yes, I'm <laughs> going to take this from a couple different angles. For starters, I, I think it's really cool 
that um, like the experiential business model is is like a thing and it's like taking off like a lot of people don't want to like go shopping when we were really young it's like you would go to the mall and that was the activity what is like, this word mall 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 the mall um Not and familiar. people don't do that anymore but like having a place to go to i think is cool and for like unique experiences i like the 90s nostalgia i like um this for a different reason though. Um, I've previously talked about how I'm a shareholder of several companies that have been big successes. I am also the proud owner of 625 shares of the distressed asset that is uh, Blockbuster stocks. I'd like to do a quick guess. How much do you think those 625 shares are worth? It's not zero. $23. Okay, Patch says 23. Michael, what do you think? Uh, $4. And Robbie? Uh, I'm going to say 750. Okay. Mike Winan is the closest. It's at the end of closing today, $4 and 6.25 cents. <laughs> wow. You can buy the whole company for the cost of one, <laughs> <laughs> the cost of one night in the store. You can own the company. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's a pretty good uh, deal. Maybe I'll cash those in and spend a night there. They're, they're trading, um, at, at the close of trading today at 0. 0.0065 cents a share. Um, so if this is the thing that takes them out of bankruptcy and then my distress assets become like real, you know, valuable stock, I'm so for this. I don't think everybody should go. I think they should open up a chain of blockbusters where everybody <laughs> in towns all over the world can go and spend the night. I'm super for this. <laughs> How funny would that be if this totally changed their business model? Did you guys see that they tweeted like yesterday, like totally randomly? They just, it was a single tweet that said, just checking in from their blue check verified Twitter account. (laughs) Which they haven't used since like 2012. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All right. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. um, You know, there's, there's people our age and even younger who, who are into the whole, um vhs giving the vhs is the superior format over no uh, one says that because of the warmth no. yeah there are no. there are no. weird people out there michael i hate to no. break it to you people there's no one and i re- i reject people this are collecting <laughs> people are collecting uh uh cassette tapes now as well because of the I warmth get that, of that but no one prefers a vhs to a dvd or a blu-ray or streaming Tanya, it's happening um, but so it, but I'm not one of them. I, th- I think watching a thing on a VHS would get annoying after about five minutes. But the saving grace of this thing is that there's free snacks all night, and I could beat the house on four dollars of snacks. I, I can take them down if I need to. So it's gonna uh, hurt my stocks. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna hurt your uh, your bottom line uh, and my waistline. But uh, yeah, that would be fun. I would do that. It's, it's VH- funny. Go ahead, Pat. The VHS comment reminded me, I went to a used bookstore the other day and there was a section of video games that were labeled super scratched and <laughs> someone was always looking at them the entire time I was there. It was super, super scratched. scratched? Yeah. So the disc was just like scratched up, but clearly oh, it was Good won't... luck. 
yeah, I mean, it goes so far as to some people pay hundreds of dollars for like old tube TVs because they want to play like NES or SNES on a tube TV because it has it's a superior format. Like there's some I weird. Can get, are you sure it's not I, like a nostalgia thing? I don't know, man. Or then like a superior format. <laughs> I get the, I get the playing NES on a tube TV because like the pixelization uh, or pixelation pixelation from like an eight bit game um, looks very crisp on an HD TV, but that's not what it was supposed to look like. It was supposed to be fuzzy, and you could sort of see that like um, the, the suggestion of form okay. as opposed to just like there's a rectangle, there's another <laughs> rectangle. So I get the video gaming, but. Did you guys see the Lego, Nintendo, and Tube TV combo? What? Nintendo Nintendo and Lego, kind of like the Cheetos thing, work together. And you can build an NES system that opens up and includes the Mario cartridge. You build the cartridge. The cartridge can slide in, connects to a, a Lego remote. And then a Lego tube TV, like a big, t- like actual size tube TV. Do you build the TV yourself? You build the TV and then there's, you can spin the side of it and Mario, like the, the whole picture like moves around the TV. So it shows Mario like jumping around the level. It's kind of crazy. Maybe we get $300. Falling upon us. End of the world <laughs> maybe can't come soon enough. Robbie, what do you think about the blockbuster? Yeah, just to wrap this up, you know, 20 years ago, blockbuster had an offer from netflix to buy netflix for 50 million dollars and blockbuster passed and now they're in the business of renting out their last store for four dollars a night um i think listen it sounds fun because of nostalgia but then once you get there think about the reality of it you have this disgruntled store manager she hands you the keys she's like all right don't break anything (laughs) And then you're locked inside of a blockbuster for the night. They, they lock you in? <laughs> I'm just assuming so. And, and then, I don't know, it just seems a little bit like the reality of it probably isn't as cool as the, what you think it would be. You're still in a, in a store overnight. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you ever wanted to stay at a store overnight? Yeah, like Buddy the, the Elf. dream of an eight-year-old. Make, make snowflake villages out of, uh, of all the, the videos that we have there. Well... Anyways, I think it's a, a nice idea in theory. I think I would probably pass, so I'm against. I hope it works for them. Um, okay, Pat, let's go on to you. What's your topic for this evening? My topic is the Starbucks fresh brew ground coffee cans. So these are individual tiny coffee cans. So instead of buying the big coffee can with a bunch of grounds in it, you have just the one tiny thing. Oh, you! Oh my God, you son. Um, what <laughs> he bought it did you buy it those not on the video he already he's got it? it in his hands yes if you're listening um i went to the grocery store um and they gave me like a tote bag of samples and so i got this and i was like <laughs> what is this and then i saw that you wrote this in the thing That's i wasn't 100 percent sure that this is what you were talking about <laughs> but uh yeah it, so it's Have a can Nope, they're still sealed. Okay. Um, because I I didn't get it. <laughs> but <laughs> so, so Pat, can you clarify? This is like, am I supposed to put this in my coffee maker, like my yes. drip coffee maker? Yes. So it's for a drip coffee maker. And at first, I thought it was just one serving, kind of like a Keurig. Um, 
but it is for a half pot of coffee. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, I, so I need to use both of these. You need if to I use want both of those if you want a pot. full pot of coffee. Um, and I think we should start at the base level that everyone can agree that Starbucks coffee is terrible and bitter and bad. Um, <laughs> There's 14,000 locations, man. Yeah, it's no one a, agrees with you. I don't <laughs> think anybody some, some people agree with you, but like, <laughs> I don't think you could just blanket say no, I Starbucks think is all bad agree coffee. With, I don't understand <laughs> the problem. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So they do say it's all recyclable. Yeah. Um, kind of like we have an Nespresso and that's only one serving. And they also, I don't know if you know this, but Nespresso, they give you a UPS bag and you throw it all in the bag and you can return the cups to them. And they actually have a special recycling process to reuse the cups, (laughs) which is pretty cool. Um, so Nat, Natty Light does that with their cans too. Right? <laughs> yeah, use them for seltzer water. Yeah. <laughs> you reuse your Natty Light cans for seltzer water? You that didn't listen callback. to the podcast no, you were no. on. <laughs> that was drunk. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's um, so let's start with uh, McFadden since you have these. Okay. Um, I th- so. I am not a coffee snob. No, I like good coffee, but my standards for what constitutes good coffee are very low. Um, my go-to coffee is currently like a hazelnut blend from like the Target Organic House brand. So it's nothing special. It's like $7 for a bag. It lasts me a week and a half to two weeks. Um, and I prep my coffee the night before and I set the timer. So like it turns on at 6am, it's ready for me when I get downstairs. I know for some people, they're all about like grinding their own beans right before they use it, precisely measuring them, having like a thermometer to bring your temperature of the water to the right, you know, setting you like use one of those like glass carafe things that has the funnel, um, like, I think it's like a Carmex or a Carmack, or I don't know, something like that. Like, Chemex. I'm not about Chemex. Yes, not a Carmex. That's a, a lip balm. Uh, <laughs> totally different thing. But so, like, I'm not into that. Like, if somebody wants to give me one of those, I'll happily drink it. I'm sure it's going to be better than what I drink. But, like, to me, this just seems silly and like a total waste. And it sort of reminds me of when the soda companies started making like eight ounce cans is like a novelty. And everyone's like, oh, cool. It's half the size. <laughs> it's like twice as expensive. And so I'm like, I'm pretty sure they are coming out on top on this one. <laughs> I don't understand. It's, it's supposed to like be fresher or longer to me. That is the idea is every one is at peak freshness because you're opening it right before you put it in your machine. It just seems stupid. Like I have to imagine that like if you were to chart like freshness levels, like if you roasted your own beans, that would be like as fresh as it could go. And then if you got like the, you know, big plastic tub that you just sort of scoop out of for like months on end, that's probably at the bottom. Like I have to imagine that this is still close to the bottom because it's already ground and it was roasted probably months ago. I get that it's in an airtight aluminum can, but I mean, it looks like, some sort of weird malfunction at the tennis ball factory and like they like that just put grounds in it and so i'm against i don't get it okay how about you Wynand? uh you know i i do drink starbucks from time to time uh i do have chemex i do have an espresso so i i am a definitely a coffee addict 
Um, I drink it because if I don't, then I get a headache. Um, I'm at this point. But I actually see what this is for. I'm never going to drink an entire pot of coffee. I'm about to go on a really long road trip to a house I rented uh, for a few days. And I actually think because you put this up, I might buy some of these things um, because I'm not, I don't want to buy a whole gigantic one that I'm only going to use for a couple of days. It's all recyclable. Starbucks is not that bad considering that it's everywhere. Uh, I know exactly what I'm going to get. I don't know what the problem is. I'm four. What's the problem, Patrick? <laughs> I don't know how we're going to get to me. <laughs> Skip Robbie. <laughs> Skip. Go to Pat. I refuse to break format. Robert. Robert. All right. Well, I'll keep mine fast. I'm not a coffee drinker. I, I drink coffee maybe twice a year. Um, oh. But I do enjoy the fancy drinks from Starbucks, like the uh, caramel brulee latte um, or the white chocolate mocha. So if they make cans that also come with a Starbucks variety of whipped cream and sugary caramel toppings, then Are I'm you're still the best for sixth grade. <laughs> yes, exactly. You can need like six cans. <laughs> <laughs> um, but otherwise, I, I don't. I don't need it. But but I can see the value here. You know, a full pot's too much. You want more than just a cup, half cup or half pot. It's fresh. So just to support wine in here, I'm for it. You can pour like as much of the beans out as you want. Nope. Like you don't put a whole yeah. bag in. You have to every time. The entire, <laughs> entire Pat, canner bag. Pat, so my, I saw this on the television, uh, <laughs> and my the initial television. reaction YouTube was television. <laughs> made of Legos. Yes, um, that this is like the most wasteful thing I've ever seen. Like, why would you need a mini can? And then I thought, okay, well, I do Nespresso. And Nespresso, you do one cup at a time. This is six cups. Oh, you dick. And I was like, well, at least with Nespresso, they have a recycling program. And then I'm like, well, it's just a can. You can recycle a can. So I was kind of mixed on it. But what really changes my thoughts on it is more of what McFadden was talking about. Is, is who is this for? Because Me. well, People without you, spoons. So... Wine and you had like the one use case that I think is reasonable is you're going on a trip and you just want to take some coffee. That is, I'm for that. I think it's a good use. Good job. You found it. <laughs> um, but other than that, so it's the only point of this is to, cause it says uh, airtight seal for fresh taste. So the only point is to have super fresh coffee every morning, but the people who are that concerned about the taste of fresh coffee are the people who are grinding their own beans or are going for a higher quality coffee. Um, I think Starbucks has a bunch of good drinks, but I, I'm not a fan of their coffee. Some people are, but it's definitely not the highest quality coffee. So Agreed. it's like this weird middle ground of, of people that I don't know. I don't understand. Like you need fresh coffee, but you're not going for the expensive coffee. So you want to spend much more to get these. I just think it's dumb. I'm, I'm very against it. What would be an example of the highest quality coffee that they should can? Well, there's um, co like this Dunkin is a mass Donuts? produced coffee. No, no. I'm talking about like some organic brands of coffee that are coming from specific places that are um, all Single created. In, yes. 
this is a mass produced coffee. Um, and a little tidbit is um, I know somebody's in the coffee business that has their own small coffee place. And they said that it, this might not have been true when Starbucks first started off, but Starbucks uses like the lowest grade of like milk and all that stuff. Ooh. So just a heads up. It seems like, oh, this is like the healthy coffee place, but it's not so much. I so. want to recount a uh, coffee-related story that you shared with me, Pat, about one time when you ordered iced coffee from McDonald's <laughs> and the guy didn't understand what iced coffee was. Yeah. Can you share that story with yeah, us real so quick? I was on my way home from uh, your college, actually, and I was starting to fall asleep on the way back to Chicago. And I had just started drinking coffee, and I'd started with iced coffee because I thought it didn't taste as bad as regular coffee. And I heard McDonald's coffee is pretty good and they just started doing iced coffee. So I pulled in and I asked for some iced coffee and he goes, you mean like you just want me to pour ice in the coffee? And I was like, I don't like, I don't know how iced coffee is made. However you make iced coffee. So the guy took a hot pot of coffee and dumped some ice in it. So I just got lukewarm watered down coffee <laughs> but i was so tired that i had to drink it so i just chugged it as fast as i could that was my favorite not a good experience <laughs> all right so most of us will not be getting these cans except winding on your road trip mm -hmm. okay very good uh before we wrap up we're going to test out a new segment called apologies and corrections as we've stated many times we usually don't know what we're talking about on this podcast and we often get things wrong so now we'd like to fix those previous transgressions each of us are going to think back to season one and apologize for one of our wrongdoings and, and uh make a correction so we're going to start with uh, patrick if you are prepared and ready i am prepared so my um let me i'm gonna pause right here i have a video but it was loading i need to and i'm gonna share my screen and then i'll start are you buffering i thought you had the best internet in the entire history of the internet <laughs> <laughs> okay so my apology and correction actually happened on an episode i wasn't on your topic was the save by the bell reboot and you guys all missed the mark so you were talking about this like it was going to be like the Degrassi 2, where it's all like serious and you wanted all these issues to come up. But based off the first trailer and definitely the second trailer that we're about to watch, it is a spoof on itself. They are making fun of themselves. So listeners at home, if you look up, say by the uh, bell reboot trailer 2, www.youtube.com backslash <laughs> and we will watch it now together oh great you didn't figure out how to get the audio to work <laughs> so you guys can't hear this nope <laughs> okay. we, trust me I'll watch it on my own time I, you've got my word on that well it was about because I want you guys to it's a minute long format okay. <laughs> Okay. This is bad. It's not okay. great. And also, I think that might get us pulled. <laughs> yeah, that'd be bad. <laughs> okay. So my question is, because Wynan, you've been big in the past of like new ideas. Like why do these reboots or Indiana Jones part seven, like just come up with some, some new ideas. But I would think that coming out with a TV show 20 years later with 
people from the original TV show making fun of the original TV show is kind of an original idea. So real quick, based off of that, whether or not they pull it off, for or against, starting with Wyman. Still against all these episodes and you can have an input. <laughs> yeah, I'm against because this is not part of this format. You're supposed to just apologize. You're going to have to make an apology for this apology and correction next episode. We, we never came up with what you do during this spot. It was and implicit that it was going to be quick. Out, so I wanted us to talk about it. Robbie. Pat, I, well, I am four, so I'm supporting you there, but you're clearly trying to wedge your way into an episode that you chose to miss. So I'm against that. Y'all suck. I did, I did have a similar idea for a movie where it'd be Mighty Ducks 4, where they're now in their 40s and they have to like get the team back for some reason, maybe because Coach Gordon Bombay died. I don't know. But anyway, we're getting off topic. Uh, um, let's, go to, um, uh, let's go to wine and apologies and corrections. <sighs> I apologize for calling eco-challengers assholes. <laughs> <laughs> they're not as bad as CrossFitters. <laughs> okay. Thank you. It, and this is see, Pat, that's how it was supposed to go. <laughs> no, that, that was it. Robbie. Uh, early on in season one, I was recording outside, and I think there was a full episode where it was literally crickets. Not crickets because it was boring and well, there was silence. There, well, maybe been. that too. <laughs> there were actual crickets behind me, and I think I kind of ruined the episode. And I'm sorry. I, I almost did it again tonight. And I'm sorry for that. <laughs> this time with cicadas. <laughs> All right. Uh, my apology goes out to um, my mother, Meg McFadden. Uh, back in episode three of season one, when we were talking about um, adults who drink milk, um, I made it seem as if my mother didn't nourish us properly uh, when we were children. Um, that's not the case. She gave us well-balanced meals. She pointed out that I was a very picky eater. Uh, I was. And so um, any uh, you know, issues surrounding nutrition um, from my childhood, that falls squarely on my shoulders. Mom, I'm sorry. I hope you will listen to this podcast again. <laughs> um, all right. So That's quick question about apologies and corrections. So oh, your, yeah. uh, your, your foods when you were younger, other than the milk for every lunch that you brought to school, did you have chips and some sort of processed like cake? Um, when you good say question. Processed cake, do you mean like a nutty bar or like a star crunch? A star crunch or like the brownie, like the zebra, like the zebra double cakes? brownie with like the sprinkles on it, zebra cakes. Definitely not every lunch. We frequently had those, but it would also like have like a bag of grapes. So it was it was balanced. Oh, ooh, sugar. Fancy. And, you know. sugar. I like how Pat Pat was trying to catch McFadden in another situation where his mom would get mad. Yeah. I just found that 90s kids all had like the same meal and it was like it was like snacks had just come out or something and we all it was like like now we're so focused on like healthy foods that it's just kind of funny looking and back. still drunk from the truly from two weeks ago <laughs> yeah are you trying to talk crap about my mom you know she said she didn't like your she didn't like your bidet topic <laughs> <laughs> that's for the bedroom and the bathroom only all right. If you're, st- <laughs> yeah, wait, what? I don't know. 
All right. If uh, you're still listening, uh, please consider telling a friend about For or Against. We really enjoy making these shows, but we're way more likely to keep making them if someone is actually listening on the other end. If you haven't yet, please write a review on Apple Podcasts and connect with us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok for now. And uh, our just launched Facebook page. We're on Facebook as well. Thanks for everything. Thanks for tuning in. We will see you next week. Just old friends on the podcast, we build a defense On ridiculous topics, are you for or against? Discussing random issues, man, the show is immense So tune in and choose a side that you sit on the fence Man, we debate a lot of issues, boy, where do we start? Adults who drink milk and self-driving cars You listening now to for or against? So turn the volume up, this is for or against?